The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom. But I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome to your show, Mom. Channel Mom is here for you. Moms like you, even when much of the rest of the media is not. We do, however, have somebody today in the house who I think is very committed to motherhood and family. I know he is. Uh, and he was with us last week, and we're going to bring him on in a minute. Uh, as, I, as I told you last week, he is actually famous. He wouldn't say he is, but he is. Uh, he's famous, and he has incredible information and advice for mothers. I'm going to make him give you some takeaway tips today because we're going to share with you kind of a lot of overwhelming information about the crisis of family in America. You will not believe what we have to share with you today. It's just, it's amazing. But I want you to be motivated for your own family, for your own life, for your own marriage, for your own single parenthood, wherever you're at. I want you to be motivated and, and get some help from this research and information, which is the latest and the greatest, I believe. And, and we're going to have that for you coming up. I do have to say one little thing. Uh, Friday, this show airs on Fridays and Saturdays. So uh, Friday, December 9th happens to be my mommy's birthday. So happy birthday to my mom, but also my birthday. I was born on my mother's birthday, so happy birthday to me as well. Uh, we do have Jim Daly on the show today. We had him on last week. He is, of course, the CEO of Focus on the Family. He's also an author of many books. He has an incredible family story himself, with he shared, which he shared with us last week on the show. We'll review a little bit of it just so you know where he's coming from. Uh, but as I said, he, he's key to the life of Focus on the Family and their message across the country, uh, which has been just so impactful and so many ways and they're talking to all groups now they they sit down with with groups of lgtp i can't always get that acronym right lgbt folks uh and they sit down with women who've had abortions and 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 they're really reaching out to everybody that they possibly can to love them and to heal families uh mr jim daly has also written books including when parenting uh, when parenting isn't perfect Marriage Done Right, One Man, One Woman, and his memoir, Finding Home, which I found to be incredible. His story is incredible. And so we welcome back to Channel Mom, Jim Daly. Welcome back. Hey, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're, we're glad to have you. Uh, I so enjoy your <laughs> show as well. So it's rather intimidating to try to get through all the subject matter I want to get through today. But I really wanted to bring moms, oh, a little education today, not, not preachy. But just to say, hey, look, mamas, listen to this. This is what's going on with, with family in our culture. This is where you're being ripped off. This is where you can find help. This is what you can do in your own family to make it more wholesome and healthy and good for your children to grow up and raise good children of their own. Um, I, I, I want to I touch on that. So I'm going to set it up. You, you've done a ton of stuff, and you know you have. Uh, you've written a lot of books about marriage and family. You and your wife, Jean, have, have worked on a number of things together. You have fostered children recently. You have two of your own precious boys in tow that you're raising. You've done all kinds of things to, to help family in America. But Recently, about two years ago, you put out a movie from Focus on the Family called Irreplaceable, and it set up the whole picture about what's going on with family and what we can do about it. 
So I'm going to play a little soundbite from that movie, and it kind of sets it up for folks what we're going to talk about today. How important is your family to you? Very important. Can you tell me why? If you didn't have a family, you would die because you need love to live. As I contemplate the world around me, I'm perplexed. I've always believed in traditional family. Man and woman marry, they have and raise children, they remain committed for a lifetime. But every day in the media, the life choices of my neighbours, even in public policy, I seem to be told that I've got it wrong. The biggest change that's taken place in education over the last generation actually has nothing to do with schools, uh, but everything to do with what's happened to the family. Your dad is just not there on a regular basis. Out of wedlock, childbirths have gone through the roof. We're at about 40% uh, right now of all births are out of wedlock. 24 million children in America have um, no biological fathers in their home. Yeah, it's tough stuff. Um, mm. I want to remind people, Jim, that you, you, people wouldn't believe this that don't know about you as the head of Focus on the Family, which is overseeing uh, the, the fixing of families and the help, you know, the furthering of families in America, that, that you had a horrendous childhood with a dad who was an alcoholic, uh, um, who once threatened to kill your mother and then left the home and, and that was the end of the marriage. And then your mom died of cancer when you were nine years old. And then your dad died uh, not too long later. Um, he was an alcoholic and he died. You were living with your brother. You were living on your own when you were in high school school you were living all by yourself uh you were an orphan at age nine i mean just incredible stuff that you witnessed uh in your own family so, so you understand all kinds of dysfunction you're not a judgmental person because you come through it but but i want to get very real for this whole show today about what's going on with family in america and i want to set you up by saying this i am deeply concerned that what's happening with our government what's happening with our popular culture is saying sex is for fun Sex doesn't need to be tied to children. Marriage is fuddy-duddy and old school. You don't need a dad. You can have kids however you want. And by the way, maybe it's not even such a good idea to have kids anymore because that brings down a woman and being a mother hurts her in the career world. The stuff that matters is, is pleasure, um, money, uh, impressive uh, images on social media. Uh, all the family stuff is, is about 50th priority. And, and our government's only playing into that by saying, hey, we can, we can help you and we can pay for your abortion. We can pay and help you if you get a divorce. We can do all kinds of things to further the breakdown of the family. If you break down, we're here to be the backup family. And, and I think it's a mess. And, and, I, and there, you know, I also want to talk about the feminist movement and, and how the, the sexual rev revolution played into all this as well. A lot of stuff, Jim. But, but how do you view the crisis yeah. in America with family? Well, I mean, it is a huge topic, and you're hitting all the right notes in terms of what's been happening. I would say one observation I have, though, Robert Putnam, who's a sociologist from Harvard University, uh, I was on a debate panel with him at Georgetown University, mm -hmm. and it was fascinating because even liberal uh, professors and researchers are now saying the decline and the decay of the family has accelerated at such a fast pace that they are alarmed and that they are sounding the alarm saying uh, we've got a fundamental crisis in America now and that's the destruction of the family and the aftermath that comes with that. So um, it's almost like this pendulum effect and in my prayer and my hope is that 
the thought leaders in the culture will begin to embrace the truth of what's happening and begin to speak and to write and to do the research that begins to bolster the family. The good news is that's beginning to happen. And uh, they'll have different um, you know, answers for what government's role should be. I think one of the key things is in, in modern times, government tends to want to be the parent of all, you yeah. know, the, the go-to source, and that sets up a real dysfunction for the institutions as God has outlined them. He, he, of course, created the family. He created government. He created the church. But all three of those have very distinct uh, responsibilities. And I think the government, when it's out of control, it starts to uh, bridge into and take over those other two institutions that God created, the family and the church. And you can see that in all different ways. But when you when you get to to uh, evaluate it from that perspective, you can see the overreach of government tends to uh, take the legs out from understable families. And so you see that in welfare, uh, as an yes. example, where they'll pay a welfare mom, but if the father's living in the home, they don't get the check, or there's uh, difficulty with that. I love some of the candidates during the election process, uh, the primaries, who are coming up with creative ideas. If we're going to do welfare, I think it was Rubio who said, you should only get welfare for two reasons. You're going to school or you're working. And I think those fundamental things that human, being, human beings need for dignity yeah. um, are in that statement. You know, um, And so what welfare has done to push fathers aside and reward mothers for not having their, their husbands or their boyfriends in the home is uh, detrimental to the children, number one, because it then creates a cycle of poverty. I'll give you an example, too. Um, I was with a Supreme Court justice uh, on a fluke, and it wasn't one of the conservatives. I don't want to name the person, but, um, you know, they were a bit negative about Christian organizations who don't feed the poor. And I said, you know, that that criticism could be leveled at focus on the family because we don't feed the poor like compassion or world vision. But I said, we do combat the number one predictor of poverty, which is divorce. You know, 6% of women and children in an intact marriage with a dad in the home, only 6% are in poverty. Once divorce occurs, 36% of women and children fall into poverty. So when you think about it, the number one thing we can do in this culture to keep people from falling below poverty, that that line, is to keep a marriage together. And we're not concentrating in that area, and we should. That's right. And it's not a right-wing or a left-wing issue. It's both sides. Um, Cornell West, who's a noted liberal progressive and an African-American, has has written a book where he talks about the demise of the family and how concerned he is about it and the exit of the father and and talks about it, and so do you in your movie, about how kids are so much more likely to fail if a dad is not in the home. 71% um, more likely to be... 71% 71% increase in high school dropouts, pregnant teens, 85% um, kids with p- behavioral disorders, 90% of kids in fatherless homes are homeless runaway. I mean, I'm not saying these statistics exactly right, but much more likely to commit suicide, much more likely to be poor, much more likely to go to prison. And 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 we're all about this freedom and it's all good and it's pleasure and, and, and be with whoever you want and cohabitate with whoever you want and have sex with whoever you want. But we don't understand that the children are, are part of the carnage. 
garbage and 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 they're lying there um, having been abandoned by the great structure of family that has held up children and our culture and and I think that we should have been talking about it more in politics I'm glad you referenced that Rubio did talk about it but now I've talked too much so <laughs> I'm gonna throw to us <laughs> well you're right though I mean I, you're energized by this because we, you know, it I impacts am. women and that's your audience and and I think women tend to understand this better than men and that's why you know men have been a wild card in the that's culture. Right. I think right. in many ways we've lost our way because we don't know what our role is I know. anymore. I'm, We're I'm, not necessarily provider. And so in that regard, I think we're struggling knowing definitions, knowing roles and responsibilities, and it's causing great confusion. It is. And we got to go to break. Here's an ironic song. It's Irreplaceable by Beyonce. Same name as your movie, but hers is all about how she can get another guy and she wants to get rid of this one. <laughs> This is Jenny from Channel Mom, and if you're a mom, I know that you give your all for your kids, but sometimes it feels like no one even notices what you do. That's why we aim to give back to moms like you through Channel Mom outreach, coffees, and awards. First, our outreach helps moms with marital struggles, parenting issues, depression, and more with help from our amazing partners like Mops and Love and Respect. We also love to reward moms with our One Amazing Mom Award and a grant for single homeless moms. So go to ChannelMom.com to connect with our outreach or simply attend one of our Channel Mom coffees for inspiration and encouragement. Finally, I'd like to hear from all the moms out there. I'd love to hear your mom's story, what you need in your life, your advice, or what you'd like to hear on Channel Mom Radio. Reach out to us at Channel Mom, one word, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And please come support us in our mission to love, coach, and encourage moms. You can come to ChannelMom.com and push the donate button and help us to continue ministering to moms. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. You'll have to forgive me. I, I, <laughs> I get very passionate about motherhood and family and, and what's going on. So I talk too quickly and I get too excited, but it's important <laughs> stuff. Uh, we have an important guest on today, the CEO of Focus on the Family, Jim Daly. Before we get to him, uh, we like to have every show. We like to offer a little bit of mom applause for all the moms out there who don't get thanked and work so hard. There it is, your mom applause. You can take a bow. Jim's wife, Jean, can take a bow because she's been fostering children in addition to raising their two sons. Uh, that's a lot of work, and I applaud her for that. We do welcome back Jim Daly of Focus on the Family. We're going to get into, in the next 10, 10 minutes or so, just what's happening to family in America. So I, I want to kind of set up what's concerning me, and then I, you just take off because you've got so many okay. statistics. And I want to tell moms to hang around because nearer the end of the show, Jim is going to tell you, what he has learned in his many years of being the president of Focus and then also having gone through his only fa own family dysfunction, what works? What's going to make your family work best? How you can save your family? How you can save your kids? He's going to give you some takeaway tips that will really help you. So here's my concern. I feel like we went through the sexual revolution. We went through the feminism. And we were able to separate God's design for sex, which was partly for procreation and for unity in a marriage, to say, oh, hold the phone. You can use birth control and abortion now so you can separate life from sex. So no longer do you get in bed knowing that you could be creating something sacred, a new life. Instead, it's just for fun. 
So you can sleep with whoever you want, whenever you want. You don't have to have a baby at the end. That devalues childhood, that devalues children, that devalues marriage. As, as Tim Sitcherich said in your movie, Irreplaceable, he says, you know, you're devaluing sex, which means you're devaluing marriage, which means you're devaluing parenthood, which means you're devaluing children. So, so we're in this messy place. And then with feminism, we've said, hey, not so cool to be a mom anymore. You want to go out there and take over the world, which is not to say I belittle women who've decided not to have children. But we have belittled motherhood and said, if you want to be all that and a bag of chips and want to make a six-figure salary and wear a size two dress and live in a big house and have status and have a great image on social media, then you probably shouldn't have babies. And, and so we've, I think we've wrecked what family means and the glory and the beauty that God created in it and the building block that he created for society by, by just putting a grenade into the middle of family. You go off on that. Wow. I mean, you're doing, you're doing such a great job, honestly, because you've hit it. And I think at the core, and we, we need to take responsibility. I think even Christians particularly need to take responsibility as well. And that, that can hit, hit us in the solar plexus. But when I sit with a gay activist, for example, I'll say, um, they'll say to me, you know, you guys haven't done so well with marriage. Why not let us try? We may be able to improve the statistics. Oh, I mean, what an amazing question. Yeah. And I, I remember getting that, and I sat at the table at the time. I said, you know what? You're right. I can't deny that because our divorce rate is too high, 35%. And I said, the, the fact that we don't live it doesn't nullify the truth of God's word. It just means we're pathetic living it. <laughs> And to which he said, touche. And, and the problem that we have, I think, in a very me-centric, selfish environment, selfish culture, um, marriage suffers because the very goal of marriage as an institution created by God and us uh, created in his image, male and female, it sets us up to become more like him. And he does it, I think, with that purpose. And what does that mean? To become more selfless. Yes. Amen. That's the goal of marriage. And so when you look at it, um, I, and I struggle with it. I, I am no way perfect. And if Jean were on the phone with us, she'd say, amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and the point of that is we all work from an orientation of selfishness. And I think that selfishness in the modern culture today has gotten so out of control. We don't have time to heal our marriages, to look for better ways to communicate. Even though the University of Chicago did that great study a few years ago where they identified two groups of people, those that were, they were all aiming for divorce, and a certain subset of that group decided to wait, get counseling. Five years later, they went and talked with them. They were happier people. 85% were happier. The group that went forward with divorce, 85% of them, even though they had remarried and gone on with their lives, 85% of them were less happy than yeah. they were back when they were divorcing. The point of that is, I think marriage is meant for us to struggle. Um, it's not perfect. It takes work. You've got to lay your life down. And if you think about it, why would God create it that way? I mean, he takes two opposite people, typically, not everybody, but a morning person, a night person, yes. a milk chocolate person, a dark chocolate person. Yeah. I mean, in every way, you think you're so similar when you get married, and then you realize, wow, we're really different. But I think even in our attraction to each other, we're attracted to what we don't possess to complete us, which is what the scripture says, you know, our completer. And in that context, uh, we don't learn to love each other through difficulty. We rather go and just make a change. And that doesn't work. All the same problems get carried into the next relationship typically. 
and it doesn't get resolved, and the likelihood of that divorce is high too. So the point of all of that is to say that at the core, what you have said is so right on, um, our ability to stick through marriage to make marriage work it's not going to be perfect it's not going to be cinderella it's not a disney movie yeah. it's going to be real life laundry and work and snotty noses and diaper wiping and all kinds of stuff sickness that isn't yeah. glamorous yeah but we've got to get to the point where we can embrace that and and learn through it and live through it and make ourselves better in it but the culture is running for for meism and i i would only say it's funny when you played that that song by uh, beyonce by Beyonce. I remember uh, in a press report, it was uh, Madonna who said she didn't let her teenage daughter listen to her music because it was too raunchy. <laughs> I thought, okay, there's a point. What a breathtakingly honest statement. But even in entertainment, uh, moms again, and I would say mostly moms that you hear that from, even entertainers will say, yeah, I don't let my kids know what I do or yeah, it's just such a thing it's so funny and such a hypocritical thing well, and cu- culture is uh, lying to us Jim and in, in that right. I, I love the statistics you bring up because I, I don't remember the exact number but but the great majority of men who got divorced said they wished they would have just stayed with their first wife even if they'd moved on they they, 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 huge. they regretted the divorce percentile. yeah that's right yeah. and then secondly I think it's close to 90 percent of all women who work say they wish they could either work part-time or not at all and be at home with their kids. So they've been drawn into, and I'm not saying that all women should quit their jobs and go home and raise their children. I had the privilege of being able to do that. But they've been lied to that they're going to be happier if they make a bunch of money and have a big fat house. When instead, so many women say, I'd rather be at home raising my babies. And and they know that motherhood is more important, but the culture says, oh, no, it's not. That's just silly little side stuff. Go ahead. It's true. The good news is, though, I think younger, you know, a lot of, I'm in my 50s, so a lot of people my age and older say, wow, the young people don't know what's going on. The reality is I think they know better what's going on, and they're minimalists, and they are married couples who are committed to each other. A lot of uh, moms are wanting to stay home now, yeah, um, or at least one parent is wanting to stay home, and they're working out, you know, who's got the best set of skills that can go out and make the money for the home. And I applaud that. Uh, even here, Dr. Dobson used to say, you know, we lean toward the traditional uh, roles. But he would say at least if one parent can stay home, the stability that brings a child is is tremendous. Oh, statistically, and it's what, proven. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And, and kids so, uh, in marriages, yeah. too. The, the marriage, I'm, I'm speeding up because I want to make sure you get some tips in for moms. But, but uh, <laughs> okay. the, the, all the research also shows that um, kids in married families do better as well in all kinds of ways. But I don't want to have anybody feel condemnation here. If there's anything about you, Jim, as the head of Focus on the Family, you've reached out to the gay community. You've reached out to women who are single parents. You've reached out to, to women who've gone through abortion. You've said, we're not here to judge. We're here to help. And I appreciate that that about you so considering what we've just laid out considering that the politicians were telling us all the kinds of things that were wrong with our culture and so few of them were mentioning the fact that breakdown of the family is behind so many of our cultural and political problems what would you say to a mom today who says great thanks for telling me all the horrible stuff that's going on what do i do now what are just two tips in the next i mean we only have about two minutes you can give a mom to say try this because it'll help you it's going to help your family Let me give one that's more of an internal tip and something I learned touring Israel not long ago. The, the call that Jesus, for the Christians in, in your listenership, the call that Jesus gives us Christians is to bring shalom into chaos, 
that the world is chaotic, and God's peace is what shalom is. And so how do we as Christians bring God's peace into chaotic environments? So as a mom, that's one thing to think about all the time. How do I bring peace into my family? Yeah. And it's a beautiful setting and a backdrop. One practical way to do that is definitely um, insist on mealtime. Mealtime, those statistics improve dramatically when a family yes. is eating together four days, four uh, dinners a week. If you can get four out of seven, the likelihood of your children being in at-risk behavior is diminished significantly. Um, social stability, significant. Um, um, not being depressed, not being suicidal, doing better in school. It's a phenomenal corollary. And I think the reason it's happening, it's not the great food you're going to be cooking. I'm sure that's part of it. Yeah. It's the conversation around the dinner table. And I really, I give Jean great credit. She's adamant that we eat together. I don't even think we miss a meal unless I'm on the road. But when I'm home and we're together, we're, we're eating dinner at 6 o'clock. Well, and, I'm sure, I'm, and the kids are all around the table, and we spend about an hour together, and we will laugh until milk comes out of our noses oh, sometimes. Awesome. And those are just fun memories. And, and the other thing... Be really quick. Key, We've got 45 seconds yep. left. The other key one for me is love each other, because that tether of love in the family is critical. Don't be performance-based to the point where love is lost because you'll lose your children. Absolutely. And your boys, Trent and Troy, your wife, Jean, my best to all of them. Very briefly, what's the website, Jim, for people to find Focus on the Family? Focusonthefamily.com. Perfect. You've been a huge blessing. I wish I had six hours <laughs> with you. you. I really appreciate Thank it. I, I admire what you do. Thank you for all you do for families in America and the world. God bless you, Jim. Thanks for being on Channel Mom. Thank you. All right. Take care. Okay. Please visit us at channelmom.com. You could donate, help, get help from us. We love you. Uh, Christmas is coming up. Wish you happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Have a beautiful If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our Donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you, and may God bless each mom and her family.